So, welcome back to the Tukaneko podcast. Um, in this edition of the podcast, we're going to be discussing a gig we did recently at Northern Guitars in Leeds. Um, we were the only band playing, and as a humble two-piece, we thought it might be interesting um, for us to talk about just that experience, um, how you kind of build out your sound as a two-piece band for that sort of thing, and uh, what we learnt from it. That's right. This was our first gig in the North, and I think what made it a bit more special was the fact that it was oh, almost the longest show we've ever played. Yeah, we played one longer mm. at Folkestone Harbour. In, in recent years, <laughs> this is the longest show we've played. Um, we had two 45-minute sets, which was very interesting, because mm. normally we're used to playing half an hour. Mm. Um, yeah. So those who aren't like in bands or experienced with going to kind of lower level gigs that, that we did, the small venues that we play at, mm. is like usually you're stuffed onto the bill with like five other bands, given kind of 25 minutes that turns into 18 because like the <laughs> band before hasn't got their synths and seven amps off the stage or whatever. Um, so yeah, usually it's, it's literally, <laughs> you're in and out pretty quickly and you just gotta, gotta play a couple of songs and you know, um, try mm. and bring people try and tempt people to come and see you for that short amount of time this was completely different it was mm. like only banned on um you know friday night well we were just talking to the people because this northern guitars is a place we go um fairly frequently because on a tuesday they've got a jam night so um we found the name of the guy who does the gigs and we emailed him and he was just like yeah you can have a two 45 minute sets on a friday no no problem like whoa <laughs> like whoa what's this you get paid a bit and have <laughs> two free drinks like it was a great great yeah. deal um, yeah. So, gig secured. We're now left with a challenge: how to entertain the <laughs> yes. crowd and keep our energy levels up for an hour and a half, basically. Mm. Um, which is no mean feat. Mm. <laughs> Particularly sort of... as a two-piece, yeah. it's like you've got you've got to keep everything together. <laughs> you don't really get a break, mm. I guess. Yeah. Like, I guess as a drummer, you probably hardly ever get a break. But like, as a mm. at least if you play like lead guitar or something, or even like singing, there's probably it's kind of probably more gaps yeah bits of downtime yeah as a, as a drummer I, I, I just normally there's patches where I can zone out and just re- recoup <laughs> the only way you can rest is just yeah zone out not actually not not physically resting but mentally resting because it's easy it comes in waves actually it's like some sometimes I'm like really focused on the music and sometimes I just hit a groove where I kind of meditate a little bit and it's that's that's a bit of a rest mm. um and then other times I'm like, right, well, there's music. What's, what are we <laughs> yeah, doing? Gotta Where be are we on going? Alert. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so, I mean, what did we do sort of specially to try and keep the energy levels up or try and keep it entertaining? Well, like- I, I, think, I think one of the key things that um, you need to think about um, is actually the, well, this might sound obvious, but the sort of flow of the set mm. and how to create memorable moments. Because mm. what we found is that if we just chuck a load of songs out, one after the other, like bam, 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 the audience doesn't really remember mm. much they might remember the first song of that run yeah but what they what, what we need to create is like differences between mm. songs so they have something to pick out yeah so how do we do that james well it's like yeah i read i um i read someone who saw uh this uh, a coach actually for like live live show playing coaches bands do you know what i called? watched i can't remember his name um, you, you can just just search like coach for live show for bands playing live shows you'll probably find him but uh, he I, he had this quote of just like if it looks the same it sounds the same to the audience which like to a band it's like it doesn't sound the same our art is so different all our songs are so varied 
But like to the audience, yeah, like if it's if you're just standing there and playing and they see the same thing for even for 20 minutes, they're like it'll start to just they'll adapt to it. If you get what I mean? Mm-hmm. So you've got to keep moments, surprises, and that kind of stuff in there. Which is yeah, as I said, I think you're even more vulnerable to that as a two piece because mm-hmm. you're just the stage is quite sparsely populated. You can't like sort of float between the different band members as an audience like mm. you know i'm gonna watch the bass player for the song or watch this like you know there's only two of us um so what do we do well we we tried to make the stage look as good as possible so we put quite a lot of effort into um because we had to bring all our own equipment as well in terms of drums and backline and stuff they had a pa but yeah so we had to bring a lot of our own instruments and everything anyway um but we uh we thought about how to make the stage like a little bit more exciting to look at just off the bat. So we brought some plants along. <coughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> some plants um, to sort of liven up the stage. Bit of a rainforesty vibe. <laughs> it tied it together, to be fair. Yeah. The plants did actually make a difference. Um, we had a sort of big um, lighting box that had Tucan Echo on it. Yeah, yeah. Because most time, if you... Because it was a free entry gig as well, we should have mentioned. So mm. people can just oh, yeah. walk in. Um, and the amount of times I've like seen a band at I don't know a festival or like a walk, those sort of walk-in gigs, and I'm like, oh, they're actually quite good, but I've got no idea what their name is. Mm. Um, and then they say it through the mic, and you either don't remember it or can't quite make it out, whatever. So I thought it'd be great to have like our name just actually up the whole time without us having to worry about it. So if someone like goes, oh, this is cool, I can see what that band's called. I could even like you know Google them like as I'm sat here, sort of thing. Mm. Um, so we did a bit of that, bit of bit of marketing stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I wore my usual Tucaneco get up with my headband and we had our little mascot and stuff. So I think the stage looked good. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, I had like a guitar swap, which I think is quite a good, good way to vary it up. Mm. Um, Give people a cue that something different's coming. Mm. The other thing we do, which is kind of unique, I don't see many bands doing is like, we, we both have mics. So sometimes mm-hmm. like you have, if you have multiple singers, you have sort of multiple mics, but for us, like the in-between songs of us both talking is quite, and, and swapping that round is quite like a big way of doing it. And we talked about energy levels and stuff. Like mm. someone else can, yeah, sort of talk to the audience in between the songs. The other one can like get a drink. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, just have some water. Yeah, because <laughs> um, mm. th- that because that can kind of look quite amateurish if you have like big gaps um, mm. and like tune guitars and stuff as well in between songs. Yeah, exactly. So all that kind of basic stuff, I think, was in there. I I, I think that's really important. Um, like the two people is really important. Um, the other thing that we should talk about is um, crowd um, participation, yeah. which we had a great one, actually. Yeah. Um, one of our new songs, Unreleased, Backpack, mm. um, which we didn't expect to go down. I mean, we put it at the end of the set because it's like energetic and feels like a bit of a climax. Mm. But people went mental for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And we had a little sing-along section in it as well, which I think I think that was the reason that people mm. liked it so much is they could actually participate a little bit. Well... I think because people are quite scared of doing crowd participation in case mm. it falls flat. Um, but I usually try and um, because it's usually me the sort of starting it as when we're playing the song. I usually try and just diffuse the tension a little bit, so I sort of make it a bit of a bit of fun or a bit of a joke rather than like a everybody stand up, at, you know, like <laughs> a sort of dictating yeah. front man who's like cool. <laughs> I kind of go the opposite way and go like oh you guys that could help us out that'd be great there's a bit of clapping here i sort of that kind of vibe is what i go for um so yeah when we did backpack we had this little section where we we're just like backpack 
backpack. Mm. Um, I, was, I was like, right, I've got you, something for you guys to do, but it's pretty easy because there's only one word, so I'm really sure you can do it. Um, so you can kind of set it up so that they're like, you know, ready to get involved kind of thing. Mm. Um, so yeah, um, so we did, yeah, we got a bit of crowd participation in there. We were quite careful about where we put songs, where we put sort of speaking gaps and stuff. And, and like, it was a good chunk of friends in the audience as well, so we could sort of, like, talk to them, like, mm. over the mics in between the songs and make it feel a bit more community community feel. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think there's probably ways we could improve, but I think, like, we uh, did a pretty good job to keep keep things keep things going for, like, that... Keep the audience's attention and keep it interesting for that long. Mm. Um and we also had a section of sort of slower songs that then built up to like faster songs in the second 45 minute set. So we got a bit of a break and it kind of mm. started off mellow and then built up. So, um, so yeah. Um, and, uh, one other unique thing we did, which we didn't really make the most of on the gig night, but we recorded the whole gig. Mm. So we bought in our own like really small recording rig, um, and just put sort of snuck a mic in like just in front of the drums where we could on, you know, there wasn't very much room on stage, but um, we saw, yeah, plugged everything in. So, like, while the show was around, we were recording everything on the computer and filming it um, so that we could also watch it back, but we could also then put it up on YouTube and kind of have it as a thing for anyone who couldn't make this gig. They can watch it and, um, you know, maybe watch a song they like from it or, or go, oh, that actually looks really good. I'll come to the next show, like, in person. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that's... a. I'm a, I'm a big fan of doing that because then you can yeah as I said you can also watch it back and see like what looked good what um what was boring but mm. also what we, one more way we keep our show interesting is we actually jam our songs at so <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll, even if you listen to us on Spotify like you may you'll probably be able to recognize the song when we play it but there's big sections that are like different or we reinterpret it because a lot of the way we record stuff in the studio you couldn't play it as a two piece band live the same way because there's just more more mm. stuff on the studio version so mm. the songs are for, right off the bat the songs are reinterpreted and there's like improvisation and covers thrown in and stuff anyway yeah yeah but gives gives a gives a reason for people to keep coming back mm. got a couple of um quick fire notes as well oh yeah it's important to give the audience a chance to show their appreciation yeah <laughs> so we we had a couple of jams that were kind of getting on for quite like sort of 15 minutes um, when we were like rehearsing the gig um, and we thought right we've got to give them a reasonable break at the end of that one (laughs) yeah (laughs) let them breathe yeah and like so they can cheer like as an audience member it feels good to sort of cheer the band on so um, make sure you give the audience opportunities for that Mm. and second thing is um, if you're doing a big backline providing all the backline for a show and all that stuff just get loads of lists and stuff. We, yeah. we, we planned it out like really far. We had sessions to mm. think about all the stuff that we're going to bring, like mm. big lists. I like We tried to figure out if we could pack everything in my car to get it down. We were looking at if we had to rent a vehicle and all that sort of thing. Don't underestimate the amount of work it is. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot. <laughs> yeah. Like, and I'm obsessed with backups of stuff um, yeah. because I've had like strings break <clears throat> at gigs I've had my guitar strap break at gigs, so random. Yeah. I've had like my amp blow up at gigs. Like it, it seems to be just like if something could work fine, and then you get it on stage and it like freaks out. I mean, mm-hmm. there's loads of times where everything was fine and there was no issues, but um, I'm 
really paranoid about just trying to avoid those like completely show ending sort of things mm. particularly as a two piece because like you can't but the sound sort of falls <laughs> there's only mm. two of us playing instruments if one of us drops out we've got basically nothing <laughs> left um so it's even more important that you are kind of on form and yeah. um you know all your stuff's working so i'm obsessed with packing backups but yeah i agree lists um really thinking through like every step in the chain um packing like the night before or like earlier in the day so like mm. because the, the moment you're like running late for a sound check or running late for a gig is when like those sort of things start to fall through like you, you mm. forget a cable or like you then can't eat and therefore like it sounds like a sort of joke thing but then like you know you might not play as well if you're hungry and feeling so there's definitely mm. times i've not eaten before gigs and like by the end of the half hour set i'm feeling a bit sick <laughs> just because like it takes quite a lot of energy yeah. <laughs> other than I would have done a lot but and there's other times when we've I've stuffed some food down just before and run from like where we had a fucking full rack of ribs or something and <laughs> run straight on stage and it's just like heavy um, don't drink too much before you go on it's a bit like uh, people have this thing of like oh I need a couple of like drinks before I go on stage to loosen me up like maybe that works for some people it mm. doesn't work very well for singing doesn't work for me playing drums it's, either yeah it's, it's really really bad for your singing voice and i often find to like to play well is actually quite a focused thing mm. um i don't know how you know bands in the 70s <laughs> played well like trashed because i'm sure they had way more than one drink or <laughs> just alcohol before they went on but like yeah for what we do as two-piece it is it's uh it, it's athleticism <laughs> <laughs> it's a fine art you've got to be oh, you've got to be on the ball yeah um yeah. Any closing thoughts, James? Um, I mean, yeah, that, that sort of, I think there's a lot of learnings that we can pass on to anyone, whether they're in a two-piece band or not. And that's mm. just like, they sound kind of cliche, but they're also, they, they just are the things that you need to check off before you go into the more like minute details. It's mm. like, have backups for everything that could go wrong or, or at least like the things that are most likely to go wrong. Um, try and have bits in your set however long your set is that change the appearance of the stage even if you like plan out to move around the stage plan out to swap guitars plan out like to change who's talking just small details that you can change um mm. have ways that people can identify your band have checklists of stuff so you don't forget anything um anything else <laughs> I think that's that we everything. mentioned <laughs> But yes, that was our review of our gig at Northern Guitars and some advice on how to gig as a two-piece. Thanks to everyone that came down to see us. And if you didn't, go check out the video on YouTube. It's up there. In the show notes. In the show notes. Maybe we'll put a song after it of the uh, live live performance. Yeah, we'll we'll add it to the podcast. Here's one of the songs from the gig. Ready?
yeah, it gets down, you gotta level up. Never gonna rule the world, that's a level up. And then never live it down, as a live it up. If you're mad and down, just mop it up. Now morning blues, I got my eyes glued shut. I gotta switch the alarm, I gotta shut it up. Got a hell of a day, gonna catch a train, gotta put myself up. Down, you gotta level up. Never gonna win a world, it's a level up. And then never live it down, as a live it up. If you're mad and down, just mop it up. Now, morning blues, I got my eyes too shut. I gotta switch the alarm, gotta shut it up. Got a head of a day, gonna catch a train, gonna put myself up. About wasted time, oh, I can't seem to breathe. And we be beat the beat, no, no. So I think that I'll be fine, just not away on my own. Self belief, yeah, yeah. On, on, and on, and on, yeah, it goes on and on about wasted time, and I can't seem to breathe. So I think that I'll be fine, just not. Yeah. 
Thank you very much. 